Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Today, I'm Freddie Coleman. I appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Two things. Number one, Mr. Brown, do you realize you've gotten yourself into because we are really juvenile on this show for four hours between 3 and 7 p.m. each and every day on this show? I was just explaining to a friend, I am a 12-year-old boy on the inside, even though I'm a 53-year-old man on the outside. So I think I have come to the right nice. place today. Nice. We, the, the welcome wagon has a new passenger when it comes to Chad Brown. So it's great to have Chad Brown with us. Hit him on social media at Chad Brown 94 But number two, I haven't talked to Shannon Penn, Chad, our producer, since Monday. Now, it's been an awful week for one Shannon Penn. As a Giants fan, it's bad enough he had a colonoscopy on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. The Giants decided not to wait for that. They gave him like a, a visual colonoscopy on Monday night. So you had that. You had Excuse the Neil that we're going to get into. It's Shannon, how are you feeling right now? Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman in the nation want to know. Don't ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs> nice. Ed Reed, classic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, at least he sent us the picture because Devin Kane, Mark Morales, and I, we saw the picture, Shannon. He gave us, Chad, the thumbs up. My wife goes, is, is, is the procedure fence? Oh, no, that's how you look going in. And that's right. not how you look coming out. That propofil make you feel good for a little bit <laughs> until it's done. Until it's done. <laughs> but everything's fine, Shannon. I just want to make good sure. Good to go. Good to go? Literally and figuratively? Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Have I said too much? Have I gone too far? <laughs> I'm going to catch hell for that. Let's put it that way. You can be a part of the Freddie Harry Nation. Do that in the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. One of the cool things about doing this show, whether it's with Harry Douglas or Chad Brown, they're former NFL players. They played in the league. They know the league. They understand the league. And not just when it comes to the Correct. X's and O's, but also when it comes to the Jimmys and Joes. That brings us to the aforementioned Evan Neal, right tackle of the New York Giants. And he had to apologize because I don't think he wanted to do a challenge on his own volition. But to me, he had to apologize for lashing out after the game or during the game on Monday Fans were giving it to him. He encouraged them to boo them louder. And then after that, he told NJ Advance Media on Wednesday, he said, why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere, quote unquote. He apologized, Chad Brown. But Chad, if you were his teammate, 
How would you have handled this with Evan Neal of the New York Giants? Oh, my goodness. Young fella, come here. We, we got to have a conversation, man. What is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> Those people out there flipping burgers and, and hot dogs, they pay your salary. This is how you make all that money. All this stuff that's happening around this, this stadium, the dude who paints the stripes on the fields, the, the guy who makes you those omelets in the morning when you walk into the facility, mm-hmm. all those salaries are paid by those people out there. Show them some respect. Your performance was awful. Our performance as a team was awful. This is a very passionate fan base, man. Grow some thicker skin. Right. Do your job. Right. And then all this goes away. There is no point to you lashing out on the fans. There's no point to you grabbing your phone and having your Twitter fingers. There is no win in any of that. There's millions of them. There is one of you. Mm-hmm. You cannot win that battle, man. It takes a nation of millions to hold Chuck D and Flavor Flav there back from public, public enemy. enemy. Well done. But a nation of millions of fans, and there's only one of you with, with, with your Twitter fingers, you are going to lose every time. You raised a great point in terms of that fan base when it comes to the Giants. There are rabid fan bases, but a lot of fan bases aren't generational fan bases when it comes to the Giants. They were here long before Evan Neal got to the National Football League. That fan base is going to be here long after he leaves. How he handles that is going to be up to him, although it was really funny how the New York Giants said, and Brian Dable, the head coach, said, we're moving on from this whole deal Evan Neal. And I said, Evan Neal better be careful that the Giants don't move on from him. He keeps this lack reduction going on. I think that's uh, some very unfortunate language by my guy, Brian Dable, um, that I think was also on purpose, uh, meant to uh, a softly shoot a shot across the bow right. for Evan. Uh, it's, man, yes, when you are struggling like this football team is struggling, these kinds of things are going to come up. And these are the last thing you actually need when you're trying to yes. right the ship and go in the right direction. So. It was wrong from a personal standpoint to engage the fans in that way, but it also takes away from what you're trying to do as a team and get this team to move forward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help either situation at all. In a situation like that, bring us into the locker room, Chad. Is it something that the players do, coaches do, combination of both to say to Evan, you're like, dude, you bleeped up. You're not going to win that battle. Is that something that should come from the players or the coaches or a combination of both? Uh, I think in the end, a combination of both, but the first folks should be the – the players in that locker room, the veterans in that locker room, who can go and explain to him what the New York media is like, what kind of uh, odds he has of winning this battle. None. Uh, (laughs) What this does for his career and his standing in the community, nothing at all. Uh Um, And the slippery slope that he puts himself on, because once your team and your situation is going bad, I I know he was, you know, a, a... a guy out of Alabama who's a, a fairly high draft pick, clearly. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I don't think Brian Dable is going to be moving on anytime real soon. Right. Uh, but coaches love to send messages. Um, coaches, lo- when things aren't going th- as they are going for the Giants this year, when things are going so poorly, coaches want to send a message. So they're not going to cut Evan Neal, but could they give him a suspension or a game or two if this kind of behavior continues? Possibly right. so. Yeah, one of the things if I'm Evan Neal, and I get it, there has to be some kind of being contrite, but if you're going to say that with your chest on Monday night, then you further it with your chest on Wednesday, I would not have apologized at all. I would say, look, you can take offense at what you want, but if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to give it to you. Now, was I out of pocket? Okay, fine, I'll play along. But I meant what I said, because what I do for a living is nowhere near what you even being out here. You want to get on me about my performance, and I egged it on? Okay, I get all of that. That's not the one thing that drives me nuts, Chad, is that you're going to put that out there in print. We're not talking about social media. We're not talking about sliding in the DMs. Nothing like that. 
if you're going to say those kind of things on Wednesday, I just said, look, if you took it the wrong way, sorry, but I'm not sorry for what I said because I'm out here trying. I'm not out here trying to not succeed so you can get on me every Monday. If I'm Evan Neal, I would not apologize at all. They wouldn't have made me apologize. Wow. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's wow. just me. Yeah, I think that he did the right thing by apologizing. Uh, Freddie Coleman can do what he likes. I think Evan Neal did the right thing there. Uh, yeah, you, sometimes you say it with your chest, and upon further reflection, maybe I said it, should have said it with a whisper. Maybe I should have said it you know, in sign language or something. I hear you. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, big mistake by Evan Neal, and uh, I'm happy that he did not do the Freddie Coleman and double down yes. and put himself in the even worse standing with Giants fans. Maybe it's just me. I like to be an agent of chaos, but I'm not <laughs> saying that it's a bad thing one way or the other. But the reason I say that maybe he shouldn't apologize is because of a guy who I've known for more than a minute, Don LaGreca, part of the Michael K. Show on ESPN New York, 98.7 FM. This is why if I'm Evan Neal, I'm not saying that Don LaGreca represents every fan, but enough fans feel like Don LaGreca who went off on Evan Neal yesterday. Are you kidding me? I'd cut his ass. I would. How dare you? These people pay your salary. They pay an obnoxious amount of money to park, an obnoxious amount of money for PSLs to sit there and watch this pap, and you call them hamburger flippers? What, you're so much better? I'd rather have a guy that's flipping hamburgers blocked than your piece of garbage ass. Who the hell are you to talk to fans like that? You piece of garbage. I hate when players do that. You're not above us. What, because you happen to play a sport? You're better than me. You're better than the people that pay your salary. These giant fans were here before you, and they'll be here after your sorry ass is cut. What a piece of human trash. And I don't want to hear some apology. I don't want to hear, oh, I was taken out of contact. I didn't mean, I don't want to hear, done, done. I would cut his fat ass. You see him in the Mall of Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don't stop booing him. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, boo him. If he wins a Super Bowl, boo his sorry ass. Screw that guy. We're not nobody. Flipping, but how are you taught? How do you condescend to people that pay to watch you play? Poorly, I might add. The words of Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show, 98.7 ESPN in New York. Although Don calling somebody fat is just completely an oxymoron. <laughs> Don, I, I loved you, Don, but the last time you and the mirror were familiar and comfortable was a long time ago. So you should not be fat shaming other people when it comes to Evan Neal. But that's another reason, Chad, why. I would not apologize of Evan Neal because Don LaGreca believes he speaks for the fans. Not every fan is like there's a Giants fan. But when you hear stuff like that, if I'm Evan Neal, I'm thinking, I don't play for you. I play for the guys in this organization. I play for my teammates. I want to be better for them, and I want to be better for the fans. But that kind of stuff, that's why I would not have apologized from Evan Neal if I heard that from Don LaGreca. Don went too far. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Once you start c- calling him a, a piece of trash and a piece of garbage, now we're making personal attacks. That doesn't elevate the conversation at all. Agreed. When Don first started out, it was a rant in a fan's voice. But yep. Then he turned it personal. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, to your point, uh, if you're Evan Neal, you don't feel like your apology landed. It didn't bring you anything but this kind of behavior and hatred from Don LaGreco. So I, I understand maybe a little bit more where you're coming from, Freddie, but in the end, you can't win a war of words as one athlete. I hear you. There's too many microphones for folks like Don LaGreco. There's too many podcasts and uh, you know internet uh, 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 sites and internet fan base sites and all that for you to possibly win this conversation. Recognize that the risk-reward ratio 
is way too far off for you. The, you can't win here. It's only risk for you, and it puts you in a further bad place with the Giants fans and the organization. The worst thing Evanier would have been able to do, and he did it on Wednesday, was to double down on what he said when in terms of egging on the fans on Monday night. If he had just left it alone and said, hey, bad night, bad moment, we all had a bad night, let's just move on, that's the end of it. You double down like that, and then you're forced to apologize. Even he said, and I quote, I am wrong for lashing out. You place yourself in a rabbit hole that the fans are always going to win. The best thing, if you're Evan Neal, is to stay out of that rabbit hole because you're going to get eaten up. The Fox never allows the rabbit to get away once the Fox gets in that rabbit hole, and that's where Evan Neal went because the fans were the Fox, and they were on the eating them when it's all said and done. <laughs> so as a Giants fan, can I, Freddie, can I just say the best thing for him to do Go is to actually game. play like the number seven overall Well, sure. Pick. That's yeah, the yeah, very I mean, best thing he can do. Yeah, why, if he's playing why, like that, he's not getting booed. Why are you letting truth get in the way of the story? <laughs> Why are we doing that, Devin Kane? I mean, Chad Brown had a great rant, great comeback. I had a great rant, great comeback. Why are you letting truth get in the way of a story? He needs to worry about his third step, getting to his third step, and stop worrying about the fans. He needs to worry about his first step because guys are wind burning him. Yes. So far, Blow in the first past couple years. Yeah, at a certain point, you do not want to be called turnstile. You do not want that if you're Evan Neal when it's all said and done. My man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas today. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. If you want protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. You know, it comes down to being my part at the end of the day, so i got to be better for the team in that situation. The ball's not free. It bounces around. Jonathan Cooper scoops it up. Touchdown! This is all kind of a disaster right now. You don't know how it's going to get much better. Keep going. Don't be discouraged and play every play and every game like it's your last. But at least the New York Giants have a win. Suddenly the Chicago Bears can't say. They had a chance up by 21, and they're still 0 for the season. They play on Thursday night football against the Washington Commanders tonight. By the way, in the Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which NFL team is the biggest appointment so far this season? We'll take a listen to what you have to say at 888-729-3776 because we know the Chicago Bears. They're in the disappointment room when it comes to 2023 after being 3-14 and 14 last year. People thought they are going to be better this year. And that has not been the case. They play Washington tonight. We mentioned that. Courtney Cronin does a great job. Not only is the ESPN Chicago Bears reporter, also part of the best week ever radio show each and every weekend on ESPN Radio. Hit her on social media at Courtney R. Cronin, joining Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry. And Courtney with an 0-4 team. Many people don't like the chance to not be on 5 by the time 11.30 Eastern time rolls around tonight. What is there any kind of belief that the Bears can actually turn things around this year no matter what happens tonight? It's hard, Freddie. I mean, this is the stretch that they should be able to capitalize on. It's Washington tonight, a team that's 2-2. Two and two. No one's thinking that they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl, but a Washington team that feels beatable, a Vikings team that's 1-3, a Raiders team that's 1-3. If there's any time for this Bears team to start putting it on track, it's right now, but... What indication does anybody have that they're capable of doing it? They gave up 24 unanswered points last week after holding on to a three-touchdown lead. Things are definitely grim in Chicago, and you start to feel the pressure internally and how how hot some of these seats are getting on decision-makers, particularly those on the coaching staff. Hey, Courtney, uh, Chad here. I know this offseason you were pretty optimistic about Justin Fields and what he was going to be able to bring. Um, But this year seems like a repeat of some of the worst performances of last year outside of that first half against the Broncos. What's gone wrong for Justin Fields this season? 
Man, I wish we had a longer segment so we could dive into <laughs> all of that because it's from the very jump. Like, let's go back to training camp. I know there were people within the Bears organization, certainly this fan base, that they were wish casting that a 3-14 and 14 season was going to be the worst of it, that Justin Fields would have been able to break through much sooner than, you know, wondering if he can put together a full game instead of just three quarters like we saw against Denver. And I think some of it happens to be the flaws in his game, you know, holding onto the ball too long, not seeing things downfield that have shown up repeatedly over the years, whether it's, you know, his early part of his NFL career dating back to Ohio State. But you go back to what he said after the Bucks game, and he, was, he wasn't telling you a lie there. He did feel like he was being overcoached in moments, and they are trying to make him into a more traditional pocket-passing quarterback, and that's not the strengths of his game. That's not true to who he is as a quarterback. So what you saw against Denver and the rolling pockets, the design rollouts, the play-action passes, the highest clip at which he'd had any of those throughout his career dialed up, like that's why he was successful. So you can imagine that those elements of his game will be showing up in the game plans going forward to get the best out of him because what they were trying before just wasn't working because that's not who he is as a quarterback. Courtney Cronin does a great job with the ESPN Chicago Bears reporter, also part of the best week ever each and every weekend on ESPN Radio, joining Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. When it comes to this team and this organization, it's been one certified big pile of mess ever since the regular season got started. We know that people keep shifting blame here, blame there, blame everywhere else. But why have we heard a lot of that going towards the head coach, Matt Eberflus? Because why did it take this long for him to figure out exactly what Justin Fields was able to do as a quarterback to help this team? That's there's a lot of layers to that. I think for one, the issue last year with him running, it got him hurt against Atlanta. So they didn't want him to put himself in a position where his career gets shortened. I know that we talk about Lamar Jackson in the 2019 season that he had unanimous MVP quarterback rushing record. He's a unicorn for a reason and unicorns are not often duplicated. So to find you know, a balance between that skill set of Justin Fields and what the Bears were trying to work him into this offseason has clearly been a challenge and it hasn't played out in games. But beyond that, it's just felt like a dark cloud has hung over this franchise since the very beginning of the season. They did not look prepared in that Green Bay game. So that's your division rival in a nationally televised game. And you come out and it's a bewildering loss. You can tell, like, just taking the – pulse of the locker room afterwards guys were stunned that that had happened and you have a lot of miscommunication like I go back to that Green Bay game there was a a series of plays when they get into the red zone that the head coach didn't know that DJ Moore wasn't on the field when we asked him about it three days later and it's if it's not that it's the defensive coordinator suddenly resigning amid a lot of speculation that's that it's more than just health and family reasons that led to his departure and then Chase Claypool calling out the coaching staff for not using him in a proper way last week and you know his days appearing to be numbered with the Bears like there's just a lot going on here that may point to more cultural issues within this team that are a problem than anything else that they have on the field. All right, Courtney, you just listed a a long list of issues going on with the Bears. So what's the solution? Should they blow things up completely uh, this offseason if if this season doesn't turn around? Because it looks like they're going to have two top ten picks. Can you imagine two years back-to-back of a rebuild where 
you know, this fan base has been tortured and they thought they have the quarterback in Justin Fields. They, they still might, but right now you're, you know, almost uh, more than a quarter into the season and the record doesn't reflect a winning team or a team that's making any progress in the right direction. And you've already seen upwards of 30 games from Justin Fields. I feel like they have their answer at that position where they stand in the draft order. If it ends today, they have the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick because of Carolina's draft pick that they got in the trade from this past March. If that's the case, then you're probably in, and this thing continues on barring some sort of miracle comeback. It's a new coaching staff, potentially changes in the front office, but a new quarterback and very likely um, one of the top offensive skill players in the draft coming to Chicago too. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. on one side and maybe Caleb Williams on the other side. Things continue down this dark path for the Chicago Bears about to play the Washington Commanders tonight, kickoffing NFL Week 5. And Courtney Crone will be there covering the Chicago Bears as a reporter for ESPN, also part of the Best Week Ever radio show each and every week and here on social media at Courtney R. Cronin. You're always a great goddess, Courtney. Have a great game tonight. Talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, he's, Thanks, he's Chad Brown there for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry, keep weighing in. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Freddie and Chad want to hear from YOU. Which NFL team has been the biggest disappointment so far this year? 888-729-3776. And three-time Super Bowl champion turned ESPN analyst Damian Woody said this about Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott getting ready to face the 49ers again this Sunday. Going up against a rookie in Brock Purdy who outplayed him in that game in the, in the playoffs. So again, wait until you hear how he finished that thought next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas today on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. I can't wait to hear Chad Brown when it comes to Dak Prescott having a 
so much in common with this iconic movie character. Yes! Yes! I have exercised the demons. Chad, he's trying to make sure that this cowboy's house is clear as they're about to play the San Francisco 49ers for the third time in really 18 months. This time, not in a playoff situation. A lot of people want to believe in Dak Prescott. That's just my opinion. But a lot of people feel, Chad, that they can't believe in him, especially against a team like that, that he's filled the last couple of times in a playoff situation and trying to exercise those demons this Sunday in San Francisco as the Cowboys try not to fall to 3-2. and two. I don't think it happens. I don't okay. think the demons get exercised this Sunday. I think the San Francisco defense is phenomenal, particularly up front. Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, those guys up front. Uh, they're the fifth overall ranked defense. They are 17th against the pass. So there's mm-hmm. an opportunity there for Dak, and he's got some talent on the outside. But in the end, I, I, I think – uh, while Dak won't exercise his demons, I also think the 49ers are just a better overall team talent-wise, and they will find a way to get it done. It's when you mentioned that a buddy of mine who's a 49ers fan, and he says, well, I worry about our pass defense because, like you mentioned, Chad, we're 17th against the pass. It, well, you know why? He goes, our secondary is banged uh, Because you can't run in the 49ers. Of course you're going to accumulate passing yards because, more than not, you're playing uphill against the 49ers. You're not playing downhill against them. They jump on you, they stay on you, they grind you into the ground. So when I see and hear numbers like that, not trying to say the inflated numbers, but it's so hard to do anything against them. It is so hard to run on them because those bloodthirsty pirates in that front seven aren't having it, led by Nick Bolsa, Fred Warren, et cetera. So when I see 17 in passing yardage, Chad, I look at that and say, you can't run on them. You have no choice but to throw on them because you're usually playing from behind against that football team. And that's the last thing. If you're Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy calling plays, you cannot allow yourself to be down 14-0, 17-0, 21-6. At that point, then Dak Prescott is really going to get his behind kick because he will not be able to run the football, not be able to give him that kind of protection, and that means those guys will be hunting on the other side of the scrimmage when it comes to the 49ers defense. Absolutely. So not only does the score matter, but your success on first and second down is going to be critical as well if you're Dak Prescott in this Dallas offense. If you want to be able to give the 49ers front four in a pass rush situation a little bit of pause, third and 12, third and 10, third and nine ain't going to cut it. You've (laughs) got to be successful with Tony Pollard on first and second down. You've got to make those third down situations, third and makeables, third and four, third and five, where they're – now, if you are the San Francisco defense, mm-hmm. I can't pin my ears back. I've got to be a little cautious with my first step. I've got to be prepared to defend the run. Tony Pollard is fast enough where he can gash us if we're all trying to get upfield too far. You've got to give those guys some pause. But if it ends up, to your point, a San Francisco early start and they get off to a hot start and get a 14-point lead, or the San Francisco defense dominates on first and second down, right. it's going to be a long day for Dak Prescott and McCarthy. Especially when the 49ers are so good at making sure that their quarterback, Brock Purdy, or as I like to say, Purdy, Brock Purdy, <laughs> does not play trying to push that bolt of that hill. And Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, three-time Super Bowl champion, when he was on Green with Mike Greenberg, he said, hey, Dak Prescott, it's not just about outplaying the 49ers defense. Going up against a rookie in Brock Purdy who outplayed him in that game in the, in the playoffs. So, again, we can talk about the physicality. We can talk about the Dallas defense being able to tackle the 49ers, you know, who are infamous as far as run after catch. But, again, I'm just going to bring it all the way back to Dak Prescott. 
Dak Prescott is going to need to play his A game. He's going to need to play his best performance against the San Francisco 49ers team in order for the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. And to me, Chad, that's not just a Dak Prescott thing. That's got to be a Mike McCarthy thing, calling plays. And I go back to Sunday when the Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins. Not only did they stop that offense for all intents and purposes, I thought they intimidated the play callers when it comes to Mike McDaniel, the guy who calls plays for the Miami Dolphins offensively, and Vic Fangio who calls plays defensively for the Miami Dolphins. I thought the way Buffalo came out that hot, especially in offense, intimidated Vic Fangio. He said, man, I can't stop these guys. Good luck to me. And then once Buffalo's defense really got going, Chad, I thought Mike McDaniel abandoned the running game. If you're Mike McCarthy, you can't allow what they do on offense to protect their quarterback and what the defense can do to affect your play calling and intimidate your play calling, or you're going to have the same kind of Sunday night that the Dolphins had Sunday afternoon this previous time against the, against the Buffalo Bills. The run game doesn't have to be super effective as far as yards go. It's about the impression you're leaving on the defense. Okay. You have to keep the run game a constant part of their 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 bandwidth. It's got to be something that they're worried about at all times. To your point, once you abandon it, yes, the Niners defense is going to get after you. But if you constantly sprinkle it in, even okay. if Tony Pollard's not gashing them, even if they're not 10-yard runs or 8-yard runs, Two, three, four-yard runs, keep it consistent where they always have to defend it. It's always a presence in their mind. That can be enough. So even if the numbers end up being 25 carries for 85 yards and everyone would say, well, that's not a great day running the ball, but if it's enough to keep the defense honest, you've accomplished what you've hoped to do. For the casual fan out there, by the way, Chad Brown, who played in the NFL at the University of Colorado as an All-American linebacker in college, joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I want you to break down in layman's terms because fans will hear what you said and say, wait wait a minute, that means they're not rushing 100 yards or 120 yards. They're not effective. How can you say that having that kind of yardage on that kind of carries kind of really thinks, makes things better for your offense where you're not just one-dimensional? Well, as a defender, if you're constantly having the run thoughts on your mind, then you can't get to your pass drops as quickly. And this is where the play-action games comes into thing, comes okay. into the picture. So if you're going to have 25 carries for 85 yards, while that's not a great day running the football statistically, if it's forced the defense to defend the run, if it's forced those linebackers to constantly take a step forward to defend the run and those safeties to take a step forward to defend the run, then that opens up opportunities and windows in the play-action passing game. Okay. So once you abandon in the run as you were talking about for the Dolphins last week against the Bills and the defense no longer has to think about that now you've eliminated that whole section of your playbook or if you're one of those coaches holding up your play sheet on the sideline that's eliminated that whole play action section because the defense is no longer respecting the run game so there's a yin and a yang to this and again it's more about perception from a defense standpoint than truly gashing them because if you're truly gashing them that's great then just keep running the football but if you want to have the perception of the run game which will then open up the play action pass which will then open up the screen game and all those kind of things you have to continually sprinkle it in even though you may be down by 14 you still got to show it to them every once in a while to get them to respect it to step forward and open up those windows behind you in the passing game well based on what you just said Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, his radio show, 105.3 The Fan. He said, uh, uh, Chad Brown, uh, we believe that we stack up better this time against the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. I like our defense. I think we're playing better than we've played, and we've been playing some pretty good defense the last few years. And frankly, this is the best I've felt about our offense this year, uh, certainly during training camp or any time. I think if we maximize what we're doing with Dak and execute 
and we were able to execute the other day. They were letting us do some stuff and uh, out there on those corners that uh, really gave us some wind. And uh, we're going to need some wind early with San Francisco. There's uh, no reason, physically, no reason scheme-wise, that we shouldn't go out there and play well enough to win a football game. Chad, knowing that Jerry Jones talks football, I just roll my eyes. <laughs> this is the first time in a long time that I can't do that because he is 100% right exactly. Yeah, it's about Dak versus that defense. It's about McCarthy calling plays, but it has to be a collective. And that is something we have not seen in moments like this. Dak Prescott notwithstanding when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys trying to win these important games, trying to win these big games against a team like the San Francisco 49ers. I'm with you. I think Jerry Jones is suddenly making sense, which is a, a, a rare thing for Jerry Jones. But absolutely, he's, he's, on the, he's, he's on the right path there. And if you go back to last year in that playoff game, the Dallas Cowboys defense, they did the best job against Brock Purdy of any team. Exactly. They held him to his lowest passer rating. They held him to, what, he was 19 of 29 for 210, 219 yards and no TDs. They also got two sacks, and they got a lot of pressure on him during that game. So right. if you look at that game, gain some confidence from that as far as a formula to deal with Brock Purdy and the fact that your defense is playing at a higher level than what it played last year, yeah, then Jerry Jones's words are more than just Jerry Jones flapping his lips. There's actually <laughs> some truth to what he's saying, and it could play out that way on Sunday. People want to weigh in about disappointments. Not the Cowboys when about to play the 49ers on Sunday, but about NFL teams so far in 2023 at Triple H, say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Tim in Missouri, thanks for calling the Dr. Pepper call in line. Which teams have been the biggest disappointment so far in 2023 and why, Tim? I want to say you guys do a great show, number one. Appreciate you. Number two, thanks, my, problem with the, my problem with the Bears is they, I look at Justin Fields as a Jeff Hostetler from a giant, old giant standpoint. The Bears just don't have the coaching that fits him properly, in my opinion. Now, I also look at Zach uh, Zach with uh, the Jets. Mm -hmm. I mean, going back to the other day when you guys were talking about him on Monday, you were also making the Eddie Murphy references. (laughs) He's like the banana in the the tailpipe. (laughs) But I will say this. With tonight's game... I'm going with the Bears on this one, and I'm going to pick them by six. Okay. Wow. Tim, Tim said that with his chest, Jab, because the Bears are a six-point underdog against the Washington Commanders. I'm thinking all the things you did right for the Bears for three and a half quarters, wash, rinse, and repeat that, even though the Commanders' defense is better than the Broncos' defense. But they were able to do the same thing with Justin Fields that we saw the Jets do with Zach Wilson that night versus Kansas City. What does he do best? Let's call plays that can accentuate that. And it worked out well until it just fell apart in the third and fourth quarter for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, the Chicago Bears, uh, you know, to give up 20, what, uh, 24 unanswered points mm-hmm. to the Denver Broncos after having a, a tremendous lead against them, it clearly was a disappointment. And there were some play calls by Everflus that were just uh, head scratchers. Yes. So there's a playing performance issue on the field. There's a coaching scheme issue on the sideline. Uh, but I have to say – the Bears are not surprising to me that they're this disappointing. Okay. Um, I'm not surprised by, by that at all. So for me, they don't meet my disappointment uh, criteria because I didn't have a lot of hope for them to begin with. Well, I'm going to ask Chad Brown to expand upon that, why he's not surprised by the Bears being the disappointing. You can do the same thing. Which NFL team has been the biz- biggest disappointment so far this season? Triple H, say ESPN, 888 
Bears fans, you're not going to want to hear what Chad Brown has to say, why your team is on four, why they might be on five to play in Washington tonight. He's going to expand upon that. You can do the same thing. Which NFL team has been the biggest disappointment this season? 888-729-3776. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us in the afternoon get down, known as Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Chad Brown told me, not even four minutes ago, hey, Freddie, Bears 0-4. I'm not surprised by this disappointment. Eugene Jackson hit us on Twitter, Chad, at Chad Brown 94 and the Coleman ESPN saying, Chad Brown, explain yourself. Chicago is listening. So why are you not disappointed? in a team that many people regard right now as one of the biggest disappointments so far this year in the NFL. Okay. Uh, starts with the quarterback. Starts with Justin Fields. I had Justin Fields' uh, opening game last year in Chicago against the 49ers. Um, that game was an awful game. There was a tremendous rainstorm. So Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. There were screen passes. There were flare passes to backs. There were slant routes to receivers that neither one of those quarterbacks could complete. Even once the rain stopped, and it wasn't even a rain issue anymore, they could not complete. They were going against the NFL defense, but they were throwing balls that wouldn't have been complete on air if there were no defense out there. Now, I know Justin Fields. Continue to find some improvement throughout the season. Uh, But I didn't expect there to be enough where he was going to take this team to a place where a lot of folks were predicting he would be able to do. Um, Justin Fields just hasn't shown that much progress as a quarterback to me. And then once you start looking up and down this roster, both offensively and defensively, okay, um, outside of uh, Nguakwe, can you name me a Chicago Bears defender, Freddie Coleman? 
uh, Roquan Smith. Oh, that's right. Plays with Baltimore Ravens now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You're right. right. I can't. And, and, and so be, because of that situation, because, because they don't have any real first-rate first talent on the defensive side of the ball, okay. they're limited offensively due to Justin Fields. We've seen a underwhelming performance from the coaching uh, room for quite a while there as well. All those things add up to a team that's – I didn't have high expectations for it. Therefore, they can't disappoint me. Okay. That, that, that's completely fair. And right now, they're a six-point underdog tonight playing the Washington Commanders to kick off week five in the NFL. So, Chicago, you heard him. Maybe that disappointment is going to continue a football team as it comes to tonight. Wayne at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Excuse me. Tell us which NFL team has been the biggest disappointment so far this season. Bob in Minneapolis, who is the NFL team and why? Denver Broncos, I got the Denver Broncos because of the offense and defensive lines. And what it reminds me of, there was a Monday night football game a few years back with John Madden and uh, Pat Summerall. Joe Namath was there, and they were talking about who has to do what to win this game. And John Madden, finally, he wasn't talked too much. He wasn't saying anything. And finally, Pat Summerall says, John, what do you think of this? And John Madden said, if my fat guys beat your fat guys, I win. <laughs> John Madden, national treasure, will always be a national treasure. But, Chad, you're in Denver. You understand what Bob Minneapolis had to say? What are your thoughts on the Broncos being that disappointing so far? Okay, yeah. I, I think that they, they have to be in this category. I think Bob is right on track here. Uh, the – Russell Wilson experience last year. There's a lot of hype and fanfare around that, obviously. Worst season of Russell Wilson's career last year. But Sean Payton comes in, and Sean Payton is going to fix Russell Wilson. Sean Payton is, is also going to fix the Broncos' penalty woes. Sean Payton is also going to, because they're going to run the ball better on offense, have a little bit more of a balance on offense, that's going to help this defense a little bit as well. And this defense has been performing well for the last couple of seasons, despite underwhelming performances by the offense. Well, you add all that, there was a lot of optimism up for the Denver Broncos. Well, uh, they're one of the most penalized teams in the league, so that's a disappointment for Sean Payton. Uh, while Russell Wilson has been better, he has not been game-changing, so that's another disappointment for Sean Payton. And then this defense has taken a massive, tremendous, huge step back of where they were the last couple of seasons. So, uh, yeah, the disappointment title certainly applies to the Denver Broncos. People were talking about them and not necessarily – passing the Chiefs in the AFC West mm-hmm. would be in the number two team above the Chargers. Uh, and I just don't see that being in the cards for the Broncos, particularly as they are playing currently. One thing that they had that they thought was going to be in their favor is that Sean Payton, we've seen what he's been able to do with quarterbacks, with an offense to help out his quarterback. Nobody saw this complete, complete destruction when it comes to defense playing that way. In your opinion, real quick, Chad, what can they do? They got to win last week. It was more of a gift wrap. Early Christmas present from the Chicago Bears. If they're going to flip this around, how much of this on Sean Payne either fixing the offense or fixing the defense, or can he fix either one of those entities to turn this around in Denver? you got to find a way to beat the Jets this weekend. Uh, okay. Because let, let's not forget, Sean Payton said Nathaniel Hackett and his yeah. coaching staff was yeah. the worst coaching staff and the worst coaching job he's ever seen. So there is a personal aspect to this one that is unusual for NFL coaches. You know, coaches keep their head down, they grind, they scheme up the X's and O's and let things fall where they may. For Nathaniel Hackett and for Robert Sala, this is personal now against Sean Payton. And the Broncos got to find a way to withstand a personal onslaught by those guys. No matter what happens, that pregame and postgame handshake involving Robert 
Sala and Sean Payton is going to be very interesting no matter what happens. Chad Brown will play 15 years in the NFL. In for Harry Douglas today on Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. We stay with the Denver Broncos and somebody from Russell Wilson's past shed some light that may have a lot to do with what his future could look like in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.